0: Steve, uh, we had to delay a day because I was on the, the DL with a with a throat
1: voice <laughs> issue. I said, don't bring this up. And here you go right away. And,
0: and, and now we're back. So good. I sound normal.
1: Good. I'm glad that's where you went with that. All All right, thank you very you much.
0: Go. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, this is the Stuff Summer Says podcast with Steve. With Steve. Um, Steve. We've got a great show today. Not just a good show. It's a great show. Um, I have a bunch of stuff that I want to talk about um, from Saturday uh, that happened, didn't happen, thought about, that was weird to me. Uh, And then we'll talk about the game. And then we will talk about this weekend's game, which we will normally do. And there's also something I read in The Athletic today, which I thought was rather interesting take. Um, And then I wanted to discuss Football Night in America. With you Because I was thinking about this the other night when I was watching it, because I feel like everybody and their brother was watching Football Night in America because of everything going into Sunday night's game this week. Um, so I want to discuss that. And the other thing that I want to discuss, well, Steve, it's not really a discussion. It's a quiz. It's back. Um,
1: so hope you're ready. I'm not.
0: Do you want the category now or later? I don't even want
1: to know. No. Okay. All right. Not gonna. All it's right. not going to improve the performance, so why know? <laughs> Then I can pretend they didn't know. All
0: right, all right, no, that's all right. All right,
1: so I have a uh, let's
0: let's let's discuss the football. Actually, let's let's discuss the things. Let's discuss the football game first, Steve. What did you think of the football game on Saturday between the University of Indiana and the or Indiana University and Pennsylvania State University?
1: Other than the fact that it started way too late, I thought it. I don't know. It was what I what I expected, right? Like it it, it didn't it didn't feel like a blowout, but it, it didn't feel either like Penn State was never in control or never not in control. So yeah, I it, mean, it,
0: yeah, it was like, it was like, there, like somebody was taking swings at you and you're kind of holding them off with your hand type thing. And like at arms like very comfortably. Um, that's kind of how I felt about it too. Like I, there was never a point where I went, mm, worried about this game. Like, so I mean, I, I, like, I don't, I don't really have much to like complain about uh, uh, Saturday. Yes. Maybe they could have picked up, like they did leave a couple points on the board. Maybe there on that, that fourth and one or on, on the goal line. Sure. Fourth and two. Um, but other than that, I I really didn't have much to complain about. I thought that the defense it's been a long time since I've seen defense is scary. Um, Point like, blank, I think this was, might be one of the best defenses of my lifetime.
1: Yeah, they're, they're really good. Um, they're good at all three levels. They're fast. Um, they tackle well. I mean, it, it seems like so far this year that we, we haven't seen the, the bouncing off people. Um, so defense is, is good that way. I think maybe nitpicky overall, a couple throws from the quarterback would have been nice there, a little more accurate. I mean, there were a couple that just weren't super accurate. But again, it was 24-0, nothing, never really felt like it was in doubt. And you did what you needed to do to get to the next place. And as much as we talked about, if this would have been the first game of the season, people will be talking about what they didn't show before the next game. And I sat there thinking that too. Like, I mean, we're, we were four games into the season. How much have they shown? What are they trying to do but not do because they've got more games to play? So I me mean, and I don't know if they were playing it close to the vest or not doing things. But at the same time, you do what you needed to do to win the games. And, and maybe you don't do some other certain things. So, and they did more than enough.
0: It felt different than the the Auburn game in that sense, I think, because there were a lot of moments in the Auburn game that, that it was a splashier, punchier offense. And maybe that was just kind of the first true time we were seeing all of that. But it just felt a little bit different than that game. Like, it, it I, I don't know if reserved is the right word, but it, it felt guarded um, in, in some of the, the play calling and stuff like that. But again, I didn't really have any issue with anything I guess the only thing I did have an issue with was was the Sean Clifford interception because that we we sit in that corner and that read is right on a, like my direct line of vision straight across and I, I there were four guys there that like what are you doing um, and, and he can't make those mistakes next weekend but that's not to say like that's a it that was really the first time he threw the threw a turnover that I was like that one's on you Sean like I, it, you could like. You made a bad decision there. And last year there were three of those game that just maybe one or two of them only got picked off.
1: No, I think that's true. And I and I think guarded and also I mean the coaches aren't coaches won't say talk about this publicly and neither will players. But I'm sorry you're one 0 at, at a certain level of performance. You're one 0 you've done that they were clearly this they were clearly not as hyped or up or as energetic for this game or not not that you can't see that or say that they certainly weren't but they certainly weren't. It just they didn't need to be at this level to beat that team. And, and I think if you're prepared and look at all they do, that I think you know as, as, a, as someone who's 20 or 21 getting ready to play a game, you know you're better than somebody else. If you go out and do what you're supposed to do, you're going to win. And I think they knew that. I think this weekend there will be a different edge in preparation and need to be for them to win.
0: Right. And, and so far in the two games that have kind of needed that, the Wisconsin game and the, the, uh, the Auburn game, they have showed that, which makes me feel good. It, it makes me feel confident.
1: Um, now, I don't think Franklin's – I think Franklin's teams, in my experience, it seems, have played have played to the spotlight in, in mm-hmm. the years that he's been mm-hmm. here. Yes. Yeah, they they, they've never played – they haven't ever – they've always responded to the big, the big challenge, and, and the problem has been being consistent in the games that weren't, weren't there. They'd be sloppy. They'd do something else. But big games, they get up, they're an emotional team. They like the noise. Yeah, I don't really have any doubt that they're going to be up. I don't know how what the final score will be, but I'm sure they'll. I'm pretty confident they're going to play well.
0: There, there's, I, I've all. That's funny you say that because the one thing that I, I, I would love to sit down and do sometime if I ever had the free time to do it, um, and maybe the next time this happens, I will sit down and do it. Is look at James Franklin's record as a football coach when he plays at 11 a.m. local time for an away game. Cause I, I have to wonder, it just, it seems like those are the games that in my mind that's sticking out that one Northwestern game at Northwestern that they lost. Um, there was another one in there that they lost somewhere along the line. Um, it just, those games don't seem like the the best games for them. So I think that also helped um, on Saturday. The fact that the game was at seven 30 um, and certainly it was at home. Um, the, the, I, I, Stripe out actually looked nice at night. I thought.
1: Yeah, I thought it, 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 we had people up in our area where you need the oxygen next to the last row and the last row. And we're in a blue section, and some woman was, oh, you know, had a white sweatshirt. She looked around, was like, oh, please don't bust my chops. If you know, I have the wrong. I'm like, look, lady. We're up here when the when when the blimp looks down, we're gonna be in the shadow part anyway. They aren't gonna be able to tell because the <laughs> last two rows. Like, you wear whatever you need to do be warm, and it's gonna look good no matter what. It's gonna look wonderful. What it did. Um, the
0: student section filled up very quickly and I know that's not something that like I'm not one one of those people that gripe about that or take note in that but for some reason I was like wow the student section is very full for this game like I'm interested to see come Illinois what that looks like um, and then certainly Michigan but I feel like Michigan it's going to be full because Michigan's coming to town
1: yeah no I thought it was Fuller sooner than I thought it would be and fuller for a longer period than I thought it would be.
0: Sorry, I had to I had to put it in a halls in that I had to pay for.
1: I was gonna say your own money, money. that's a, that's an expensive hall. I didn't have that's my exactly, boys. Exactly. Because nobody gave you the free ones. <laughs>
0: yeah. So all right. I have other things that I'm fired up about, Steve. I'm
1: waiting. I'm glad I'm okay. sitting down.
0: So I texted you about this during the game and you had some questions. Um And let me just go through this list here. So the first thing that I was very annoyed with was, well, I wasn't annoyed with the blue band, but I was annoyed with the BJC thing. So they show this video before the blue band starts to play. And I don't know if you caught this. I certainly caught this and multiple other people that really pay attention caught this. And it says like concerts, graduations, sporting events. And it, when it gets to the sporting events one, it doesn't show a picture of Penn State men's basketball or Penn State women's basketball. It shows a picture of the goddamn Harlem Globetrotters, which first off the Globetrotters, yes, are an athletic thing, but I would not call those sporting. Well, I guess it would be an event, sporting, but it's like, how much of a slap in the face is it to Penn state basketball to all just everybody that cares remotely cares about Penn state athletics that this is they, they chose this. Like nobody looked at this video and said, huh, maybe we should put the lady lions here. Like, like I would, I could make an argument for putting the lady lions in that video before the men's team, because of, they, they've had some of their best years at, at the BJC, like some of the best teams.
1: Shout out to Kelly Mazzanti. I'm proud of about that. I, I, I totally agree. And, and I didn't, I didn't catch, I watched it. I didn't catch it for that piece of it, but you're exactly right. And every people that caught it up was right. I mean, it's just stupid. It, it's, it's, it's not, it's Penn State on Penn State crime, right? For like not helping out with that and, and then carrying the water for them. And here was the other thing. When I watched it, I was waiting for the call to action. I was waiting for that it's been 25 years. Here's the next 25. And here is this big thing we're announcing in front of a hundred thousand people. That's going to be the next big event there. I, Rather than thought. just an awareness commercial. I was waiting for whoever was coming to blow the doors off for, for, for a 25th anniversary, two nights in a row, huge, big thing. Right. Yeah. And it was a freaking that was it. There wasn't. So that was my problem with it, but you're right about the basketball. That's that's an even bigger problem because that's just what you do for the family right like you just you just do the thing for the, the teams that are in there 40 nights a year as opposed to once every two years for the, for the right. globies like show that b roll so yeah
0: and, and eventually they did show like penn state basketball in there but like the fact that somebody's mind didn't go when they saw sporting events didn't go boom we should show penn state sports here it like, should be
1: the only thing that's there the only thing that's there period if you say sporting events those are the only things that should be there. If you want to show a, a second glimpse of a monster truck or a second glimpse of a WWE person, great, but that's it. Nothing else should besides sporting events should be advertised as being in that arena. And the other thing that I wanted to throw out
0: there about that video, maybe I missed it. Maybe I'm wrong, but I didn't see anything Thawn related in that video. And that was very surprising to me because again, that's another major university event that's held there. And I don't know, it's just like, it's like, then there was a line, no offense to anybody in the blue band, but there was a line about how like the weekend came and like, and I don't know if he was this, this artist, but like rehearsed. And they used it as a rehearsal space for the tour that, the, that he was going on. And, but like there have been multiple stories of when rehearsals are going on or whatever's going on, the basketball team be, being kicked out of not only the main arena, the little auxiliary gym, but having to go all the way up to the IM building, to practice, which is absolutely ridiculous for a division one power five conference
1: team. I'm very fired up about this. Wow. I, I, I And I don't I agree. Like, I think if they're if you're going to tell that it's a practice facility, you got to remember practice stories for a tour you got to remember the politics that goes with that right somebody has to be aware enough but here's the problem the people that are there that are produced that weren't here when bon jovi kicked the basketball team out of the arena right when bon jovi didn't kick them out they prevented them from from using the right. arena. but still like and people just don't think that way because they're not thinking beyond themselves right they're not thinking oh i wonder do you remember we, remember what, what happened when that happened should we actually be touting that because some people are going to remember that yeah. and and they they just blew it there. And I, I don't I don't know if I missed the Thon B-roll or not because I got caught up in, oh, they're going to announce something big. Like, you don't that's, do this I, I thought, in front yeah. of 100,000 people unless you're going to roll something out. And We're the fact move. that they didn't made it lose all... I mean, I don't, I don't care who the artist was. I don't care if it's one you think popular one, that I think it's popular. But if it wasn't one that was going to sell out in, in a day sale or in an hour, that's what that video was leading me to. And because we didn't get to that, I kind of forgot it happened until you mentioned, hey, we're going to talk about this. And now that I'm thinking about it again, it was stupid <laughs> um, <laughs> to not lead to something. Call me, get, You have a call to action for something. That's why you do it. Yeah, it was weird. Real quickly, now I'll move on.
0: What was your first concert at the BJC and your best
1: concert at the BJC? My uh, best concert was Springsteen. Um, yeah, that's mine. D- didn't which, know that I wanted which to go. One? Oh, one? Uh, probably his last, most recent one that time that he was here. When he played the River, yeah. Yeah, Susan got good tickets and he was, and I'm a big Bon Jovi fan. Um, and we had, we've seen him there twice okay. or maybe three times. And we got through, we got through Springsteen like two and a half hours and he was still going strong. And I looked at Susan, I'm like, like okay, your guy is better than my guy. Like my guy gives me the same show every time, whatever else. Um, yeah. And my first concert might've been because we weren't here for a lot. The girls' first concert was the Backstreet Boys because I remember Susan standing in the line like a Unimart to get tickets for them and me dropping them off.
0: You know what? That might have been my first concert. I mean, that was my first concert at the BJC, but in like, what if we? What if I sat next to Susan and the girls during my and first didn't shoot? even
1: know it? Didn't oh, even know. Wow. Well, now we're doing Sunday, a, a
0: podcast that. together. So, yeah. Um. All right. I was just curious about that. one. All right. The the other things that I'm briefly fired up about, but I do want to discuss real quickly at least two of them. Um, The first one is speaking of stuff that's shown on the video board, pregame video comes up, which we discussed that it's a recut basically of the other previewing videos from the previous seasons. And one of the things that I've noticed, I have no problem that they put Joe in there, but I do have a problem that Bill O'Brien is excluded. And I don't know why, maybe it's just because I'm Darian and I'm who I am, but I feel like Bill O'Brien's place in in the last however many years very important um, in the Penn State football history. I, I think you should get a little credit there. Like just show him clapping on the sidelines, chewing a ref out. Doesn't need to. Don't we don't need two clips of it. We don't need like just show him for like a millisecond, and I'll be happy with it. It's a quick little rant there.
1: I think you're right. I mean, and it's funny. It was a part. It was kind of like a parlor game in 2000. 2000- 12, 13, 14, 15, when they would do pregame stuff, you, you would wait for Joe's black shoes to show up and that's when people would cheer, right? Because right. there, there was, you know, and then there was some times when he wasn't there and there have been, this year, it's been different for that video. I feel like there hasn't been like this past week was the first time we saw him on the shoulders of people from 86 uh-huh. or 82 or whatever it was. That wasn't there before. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think at least some nod. I think OB is the nod to 2012. I mean, maybe you get away with Madi. there is no there is no this in right. terms of the program
0: yeah i don't know this is a quick thought um the other thing that i have a quick thought on so I, I don't know if you've seen these posts coming like on your phone during game days where it says like from say it's a noon game from 10 30 to 11 it's like green like the gates are all green then there's like medium delays from 11 to 1130 and then heavy delays from 1130 to 12. I, I, have you seen those? those I have posts? not.
1: So where do they come from? Who do they come
0: from? They come from the athletics department, okay. like from Penn State football or Penn State okay. athletics. Problem is you haven't seen them. A lot of people haven't seen them because they can't get cell phone service. <laughs> there should be a sign. This is what I was talking about. Gotcha. There should be a, like a sign when you get to the corner of the stadiums. So like when you get to, to curtain and Porter, I guess like by the, the museum, at the four, the four corner gates basically, it says there is a heavy delay at gate B, there is a heavy delay at gate C, go to gate F or whatever, you'll get in quicker. I don't know, just a thought, if, if, if that's a concern, just a thought.
1: I think that's a cool idea, except it would freak people out. It would freak out all the rule followers. I would be interested in knowing from the analytics or the, the ticket analytics how many people go in the gate they're supposed to go in my sense is penn state fans are rule followers and a large percentage do but you're shaking your head no, and i don't either i mean i don't know which other one would i would go in but like which one do you go in we go in i don't know the one across with the closest one like for us when we come from ours b,
0: gate b yeah, yeah i mean
1: that's where i should go in probably right but i don't know why you would like if i don't know why people that would tailgate by the agony you know, right would ever walk over to gate b and, and, and I can't imagine they do, right? I mean, right. for any reason, just walk in wherever's closest and walk under the bowels of the stadium. So I think that's a great idea. I mean, I think that's your the your idea is really strong. I just don't know if people would actually do it. Yeah. Well, you know. And I think there'd be less lines if I really thought the security measures did anything. But that's another, like, I'm well, sorry. Like, there's yeah. no way that they can tell anything from those things, but whatever. I
0: was going to complain about the parking, but we'll, we'll see. You got out? That. Well, so I got out. All right. So here, here all right. Well, I'm going to complain about the parking. Okay. So here, is, <laughs> here is my thought process on the parking. So first off, it, it took us, to, we got home an hour earlier than we got home from the Auburn game. So better, but there were also 4,000 less people at the game, which probably equates to 2,000 less cars in the parking lot. So, but that doesn't necessarily speed anything up given the amount of pe- cars in the parking lot, but what I did think about was like there were like 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. The game was still relatively close. Like I think it was still a three score game at that point. And, and there's a lot of people leaving. And I'm sure some of those people were just leaving to leave. Like, but I was wondering how many people leave because they're like, I don't know, I want to sit in the goddamn parking lot. For two hours after this game, like, I, like, like, has has the parking become so bad that Penn Staters are starting to become preconditioned to leave the game early? That is my hypothesis. That is my theory. I don't know if it's true or not. It's just a thought process.
1: I don't think those percentages have changed in the past eight or ten years. I think there's always been a, a decent proportion of people that were leaving mid fourth, no matter what the score was, right? Because of traffic, right? Like they had to get to Wilkes Barre, they have to get back on eighty, they have to do whatever. I don't. I don't but I don't park over there but I don't think it's gotten worse I think there's always been a decent number of people I mean I've always been surprised by the number of people that stick around because I'm spoiled right like I'm 10 minutes away so if I want to duck out at halftime because it's been a long day I'm going to be home before the third quarter begins right Right. so it's it's worth it I mean it's it's it makes some sense for me I can I can make that logical leap because I'm not missing anything for those people that, that do have to sit there and listen to radio and do whatever I think some people were always leaving early because of parking. I don't think it's more because of the past years, but maybe I'm wrong. Your hypo, but I, I, don't, I think your hypothesis is, is has been proven correct through the years. I just don't think it's a new thing.
0: Yeah. All right. Anyways, that's all. That's all I got there. Uh, all right, moving on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, the 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 old Nittany lines head into Iowa. This weekend, Um, not a great state, not a great place, really. No (laughs) offense to anybody that's from Iowa that listens to our podcast, Um, but it's just, it's not a great place to be. Um, And uh, I have a couple of thoughts, a couple of things I want to discuss. Uh, Number one, no game day this weekend, Steve. Are you surprised?
1: No, because I think they carried the water and I didn't look at this and I meant to, I think they carried the water for a Fox game once already this year. Like I think they were at a Fox site already. And there's only so many times they're going to do that for them, um, and they know they they know Big Noon's going to be there. They know it's theirs. Um, so I'm not shocked. I'm sure some Penn State fans feel it's an ACC. Well, they're no, they're at, they're not even at an ACC game. They're at a future ACC or SEC game. They're a future SEC game with Texas Oklahoma. Right. But no, not surprised. I mean, they're not too upset about it. I don't need it to legitimize my game. And I guess I'd be more ticked if it was a home game and they weren't here, rather than a road game.
0: Well, so the thing that I thought about is. Penn State's already had game day at home. Iowa had Iowa had game day at Iowa State this year. Right. So we're not missing much. Right, I, I just wanted to throw that out there to see if you're upset about that. Um, the other thing that I wanted to discuss, and then we can also discuss the game, was a great story in The Athletic today that I kind of think this should be our jumping-off point for our conversation here, which was uh, from Scott Docker Dodgerman. Um, I'm not sure where Scott is based. He's a college football writer, it appears though. Um, and the headline is organically grown Penn state's Penn state, Iowa has become the big tens best rivalry. That's not a rivalry. And, you know, I sat here and I read it and I was like, Hmm, that's a really good point because you know what, this is kind of sort of a rivalry game given all of the dramatics, all of the interesting things, which is what this article kind of goes into, um, that's happened. You know, there have been very close games. There have been certainly um, games with that were not high scoring. There have been very high scoring games. I I think it's one of the more interesting matchups in the big 10. I don't know if I, I don't know. I just, I don't know if I necessarily like think there's an animosity between Iowa and Penn state fans. There might be a mutual respect um that being said when you go there they're they're not nice people um for the most part so i I thought it was an interesting article um so if it's on the athletic uh take a look at it um read
1: it if you haven't um yeah yeah it's a great it's a great piece i mean and, and you kind of forget how wonderful this series is and 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 what a rivalry needs to be propped up and be considered that, you know, everybody always makes fun of the land grant trophy and blah, 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 blah. And they're forcing this on us and they're forcing Rutgers on at the end of the season. This is a great series, which I guess makes it a rivalry because nobody's really dominating it. You know, it's back and forth, it's exciting. The games mean something. Um, He did a great job of chronicling the games through the years, giving you a sense of what was at stake. and yeah, like it, it's that's, that's what makes this weekend fun. It's going to be fun, even if it were here, right? Even if it were here a night, God forbid, and I had to go to another night game, Penn State, Iowa is a game worth watching every year and every time they play. And that's what makes it fun. And, and surprisingly, it's always one of the higher rated games of the,
0: the, the season um, in, in, in terms of Big Ten rankings. And sometimes it's been one of the top 10, 15 games of the actual season on the on the grand scheme of things so and some of that's because a lot of these games are at night um so i I don't know i just thought that was a good piece and, and and wanted to give it a shout out uh here today um so going off of that i guess a little bit this weekend's game is the big noon kickoff uh but the game is at four um Do you feel like Fox locked itself into branding with the big noon thing, like in an unfortunate way?
1: No, I don't think so. I mean, they have, they have some games. They have these games more than one game a year. That is not the noon game. That's their big game. Big noon kickoff is just the the show's name that leads into their their 12 o'clock game. So this is clearly the game because Gus Johnson and Joel Clatt are working it. You know, this is the game that's the one in the nation because it's three versus four so no, I, I don't think they they hurt themselves in any way. And I do think though that they are they are probably committed to more often than not their noon game being their big game yeah. if they can have control over it.
0: Um, I think, I, I, I don't know. I still feel like, I feel like they like, I feel like they could have tried harder. Like I feel like they could have spent like 10 more minutes in that marketing meeting thinking through that idea. I, it's just me. It just feels a little lazy, um, mm-hmm. but that being said, and they'll I, be happy
1: when they have their host back from the, the coaching ranks this year. He comes back to the show next year; they'll maybe get yeah, better ratings. Yeah.
0: whoo <laughs> 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 um, Nobody recognizes it, you at the, your own bar. Um, so, do you have any you have any thoughts about this week's weekend's game, Steve? I, I, I kind of I'm excited for this weekend's game. I'm a little anxious for this weekend's game. I don't necessarily like. I I don't feel unconfident, but I don't feel confident. But like, I just I know that there's going to be a game this weekend. I also know that like, even if Penn State loses this weekend, and look at the schedule here, and they go take care of business the rest of the season, there's a chance that we get this game again in in Indianapolis in right. two and a half months.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It, it means a lot, but in the whole scheme of things, it, it doesn't mean a darn thing because it's a Western, Western division opponent. So if they, they lose for some reason, they could beat everybody the rest of the way they're playing them again for the Big Ten, Big Ten Conference Championship. And that game means a lot. Um, I haven't had a doubt that they were going to win the first four games. Um, I, I have a little less confidence in that outcome this weekend, but not a lot less confidence because my gauges of Iowa have been Iowa State, which is okay, and Maryland, which is awful, and, and made a bunch of mistakes. You know, if, if Penn State turns the ball over, they're going to be in trouble, not the, the trouble that Maryland was in last week, but they're going to be in trouble. But if Penn State doesn't turn the ball over, doesn't make mistakes, this is going to be. It'll be a close game. I, I don't think it'll be a scoreless drudging, you know, 10, 7, 6 to 4 game. I think it's somebody's still going to win the game with 19 or 20 points at least, but um, um I think it'll be interesting I I I, Penn State's gonna have to run the ball better than it did this past week um just to balance things out um and Iowa, again it's hard to gauge by Maryland but Iowa look really good on defense they look kind of speedy and deceptive and not deceptive deceptively speedy and, and strong and um but I feel confident that Penn State will play well I feel confident that they got a pretty good chance to win. I just, I, I would have bet some st- strong, money on the first four games they were winning. This one, I really don't want to do that because I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't win.
0: No, I think that's a very apt, uh, apt statement
1: for, for Saturday's football contest. Ooh, come here for your apt assessments. There you go. Yes. All right. Uh, you got anything else you want to say there? No, looking no. forward to watching the game. Sitting on my chair the whole game. Though. Yeah, we, the, you know. we are
0: not going to this weekend's game. Um, oh, that's
1: right. I, I th- didn't know the, that, but
0: this Ooh. is the first one. We we're just
1: it's it, once you
0: kind of not to, not to brag, but once you do a So once you checked off. <laughs> no, it, are good. legitimately, this is this is the toughest one to get to. Um, and had like if this game had been in three to four years from now, but because legitimately every other year we've gone to iowa since 2017 Mm -hmm. which i know is only two times but just to go like it because like if you the only there's only one airport that you can really fly into to get to iowa if you want to go like directly to iowa which is in davenport which is 25 miles away which you don't necessarily want to do because then you got to take an uber and I, i don't know how many ubers are there in the state of iowa so you're limited to flying to Chicago. And when you fly to Chicago, it's fine. But then you got to drive another three hours through literally it, it's, it is creepily dark out there in the middle of the night. Um, so that's my, that's my take of life. So is this
1: a, is this a watch from home or a watch from, uh, it's, you it's come to most likely to watch a watch or?
0: from home. Okay. Most likely a watch from home might go somewhere, but we'll see. Okay. Um, all right. Speaking of watching sports on television. Um, I watched some sports on television, and then I waited for more sports to start, start on television. And in between there, I watched a little show called Football Night in America, um, it, and it's a show that I have to say I, I really do love, really do appreciate. It's but it's also one of those shows that I just kind of happen to turn on. Like like there's like like there's that half hour window, between, hour window before the eight thirty game, eight Sunday night eight o'clock game starts. So, I got to have something on TV, and I guess I'll just turn on the football thing since I've been watching football for the last six hours. Well, actually, more than that, because then I've been watching pregame shows. I want to know this, Steve. Do you like Football Night in America, or do you tolerate Football Night in America?
1: Uh, those are my two choices. And I'm like, I tolerate, because like, I'm happy with the late game running long enough that I just get the pregame. I, I just need the pregame portion of it, maybe enough highlights to catch the games that I missed right like if there's a game that I miss and didn't get enough I get some highlights but it, it's like a cast of every character they have that everybody's got some piece in their contract that gets to be seen on there um and it's not all that different from anything I mean we watched a little bit of more of the NFL today this past weekend than I wanted to and I forgot what a big role Jim Rome has on there that I could do without um but Football Night in America yeah just I tolerate there's a lot of people there getting something to say and it it's okay. I don't know that I'm learning a lot. I don't know that it's, it's whatever. It's just, it's filling time. So that was the thing
0: that I wanted to bring up
1: was the
0: fact that there are so many damn people on this show. Like there's like, like 30 analysts on this show. And I don't know if I need that for the, the two uh, two, 20 minutes, 15, 30 minutes that I watch this show. Like, I I don't know. It just feels like a lot.
1: But there's not a show on any network really where less is more everybody's throwing a new body out there that they can so clearly their research tells them that we don't have enough attention spans for just four or five people or we need to see different faces and different diverse faces and different voices to, to make sure they have something for everyone or whatever because because nobody does a, nobody takes a less is more approach with their pregame shows at all and they just happen to be the biggest show pregame show before the the highest rated game every week you know the longest running highest rated tv show and so they're going to do more than anybody else
0: right um the other show that i wanted to ask you about because you lived through the proper mnfl primetime generation where that was much watched tv that was pretty much the only way you found out what happened in other games did i lose you steve
1: no i'm not in my head yes lived okay. through it
0: um, old school sorry um so uh I don't know, I just, do you, do you like that style or do you like this style better?
1: I didn't, Primetime was where, where I caught up on all the scores, right? Cause that was the only place you could get it back, you know, back when the dinosaurs walked the land and you didn't have the internet. Um, I thought that was okay. I, I got tired of, of Berman stick a little bit. You know, I just wanted to know what happened. So it, it feels like there's someplace in the middle. It feels like there's someplace in the middle between a Spartan two guy approach in in the cast of the cast of every broadway show in america with with everybody doing something um so i'm gonna i'm gonna chicken out and say something in between like i, I i'd rather hear some no, that's some, fine. some no, interviews I've, from some people on game sites and, and mix it in i'd rather hear more from more people on site and in some interviews than 16 people in the studio yeah there's, there's just a lot on there um and that would be any network. Like, I would rather hear more from the stadiums, even if we go to the broadcast crews. Don't have as many people in the studio. Go to the broadcast crews and let them
0: yeah, do a little bit of like, work. Like, you don't really get to hear them until, like, five minutes before the game. And I think like I, Chris Groninger drives me up a wall, but
1: I like to hear what Al
0: Michael says to say. Um,
1: so and in theory, know. they did week, they did weeks' worth of preparation for this game, so go ahead and let a couple more people see it, you know, a couple more times.
0: And it also seems like they interview players, like they interview more of the players that are playing in the, the game that I'm about to watch. They have more of the storylines. So I want to hear that, S- save some of that for the broadcast, but I want to hear hear all of that from, from them. Yep, I agree. All right. Are you ready?
1: I'm sitting down.
0: Okay. So I don't know if you saw, Steve, but a very big moment within my generation in the last, uh, I want to say like, week and a half or so happened. Steve from Blue's Clues came back and, and, and checked in on everybody. And first off, as a fellow Steve, I want to know, did, did you watch Blue's Clues?
1: Yes, Blue's Clues was a thing in the house.
0: Okay. Um, so here is what I would like to discuss on this week's quiz. It's all Nickelodeon related because I feel like it's important that we should celebrate that. And it, it I try to keep my questions for the most part. To that era of Nickelodeon, so there are five. I think you'll get. I think you'll get one or two. Okay. Okay, that's about my
1: average. So okay.
0: <laughs> All right. So, blue, blue, had had the Steve, and then the other guy after Steve, and then the third the third guy after Steve. Um, but he also had she also had some other friends, and that included two kitchen table items what were their names was it salt and pepper it was mr salt and mrs pepper Pepper. okay i'll give you that one all right next question uh my first personal favorite nickelodeon television show still to this day still watch it to, to this day what is the name of spongebob's driving instructor
1: so you didn't want to hear about the squirrel from texas no. You didn't want to hear about anything else. You want the stinking driving instructor. I don't know. I'm sure I know, but I don't know.
0: Let's back up here for a second. Do you know what the squirrel's name is?
1: It's It's not Sandy. Is no, it Sandy? Sandy? Yeah, it's Sandy. Yeah, there you go. Uh,
0: it, the driving instructor is Mrs. Puff, and she's a okay. fish. Okay.
1: All right. Yeah, I love that show. Well, yeah, I love that show. that show. Yeah,
0: yeah. can't name two main <laughs> characters. <laughs> I yeah, that's the one, the one, one when they live on land,
1: right? No, that's the one where they lived under the water, right? And they had a little air thing. And there was the one time when they, when Patrick was talking about people putting on airs and they went in the thing and there was no air in the thing and they were like sucking because they, they lived in water and she was an air. So anyhow. So Steve's seen one episode.
0: Um, <laughs> um, okay. This character who originally had a movie and then had the TV show had a mechanical canine named Goddard.
1: Oh, shit, yeah. It was like, it wasn't Einstein Einstein because that wouldn't yeah. have been Goddard. It was, uh it's a boy.
0: Yeah? Yeah. It, um, it, part of the, part of the show's name is Boy Genius,
1: I'm pretty sure. Is it really? Mm-hmm. I don't It is, know. you're I'm looking for Google a name it. here
0: and then we're looking for, and then it's like name, Boy Genius. Tommy. Nope. That's, no, it's a different different show. <laughs> Jimmy Neutron. Jim, oh yeah.
1: Yeah, Jimmy Neutron. I remember him.
0: All right. This one, next one. I think you might get this one. Uh what are the name of Timmy Turner's fairy godparents?
1: Oh, the fairly odd parents. They were uh they have actual names, huh? Yeah. <laughs> You're not happy you have with the fairly names, Oddparents? So. You're not happy with the fairly odd parents? Um I don't know the real names.
0: Can you at least tell me what colors they were? Like, what color they were accentuated by? No. Oh, red man. and green. I don't know. Green and green and pink.
1: Oh, that's the same as red and green? No.
0: Uh, it was uh, Cosmo and Wanda.
1: Oh, yeah. Cosmo and
0: Wanda. Okay. All right. This, this last one is a little bit tougher. I think you might get this because you had girls, and I feel like the chances are probably asked for one of these for Christmas one year. Show the Rugrats. That's the show. I'm giving you a hint there. It's a show called the Rugrats. Do you remember that show?
1: Yeah, but that wasn't our kids. Sam. Was Sam was was SpongeBob? But go ahead. We'll talk about the Rugrats. All right.
0: What was Angelica's doll name?
1: Oh, I do remember Angelica because Danny was big on Angel. I don't know. Damn. Cynthia. Oh yeah, I would have never gotten that. Okay. So I got like a half. You were right. Like I got like half. Yeah, uh, well, wow. well, the girls can listen to the end and be disappointed yet again.
0: I, I, that's, that's I tried to keep those pretty easy. I could have got very hard with those. I feel, hey like ladies,
1: I, hey ladies, I was paying more attention to you than the TV shows. Uh-huh, there uh-huh. we
0: go. I bet my, I bet my, my mom. If I, I, will call her, and I, I bet she will get at least two of them. I know she will get the Rugrats one, and I know she will get the SpongeBob one.
1: I don't think Susan would get two. i'll I'll, I'll text you
0: i'll text you the questions you send them to the family group chat and see see how they do have susan do it first and then the girls can critique
1: it'll be tomorrow morning yes i'll do that okay all right
0: um anything else you want to discuss on this week's show
1: no i so miss the quizzes where i get my ego beat up thank you very much you're welcome
0: um we have a podcast it's called the stuff summer says podcast with steve uh you can find us on all of the podcasting services you can rate us multiple stars there preferably five i think they all do five maybe maybe spotify does like thumbs up now i forget
1: i would think Uh, our women (laughs) least women's listeners who we've been championing for engagement rings should be giving us five stars yeah
0: that's true there's there are people that we are we are trying to get engaged
1: exactly and
0: they should be giving us some big star ratings yeah um if you want to email the show, we have an email. It's stuff. Summer, says podcast at gmail.com. Um, other than that. I, Your I handle say, is what? Oh, my Twitter handle. It's at stuff. Summer, says yours is at Steve Samson.
1: Uh, yeah, we're good here. Have a good week. See ya.